You're listening to Songs Out Loud from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Aaron Doerr. Okay, so we one second. Let me get my cat. He uh, he doesn't. He does not like to be left out of anything. So one second. Hey, my name is Monk. I'm an artist, musician, guitar player, right here outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Guitarist Daniel Harrell, a.k.a. Monk, epitomizes the hustle of a modern musician. His band Monk and the People rocks funky R&B on big stages, and his solo stuff grooves just as hard, even when it's just him on an acoustic. He's got a playlist on SoundCloud of 33 guitar hooks, like Monk 144 BPM G-sharp minor lead 3, for producers who might be browsing. And his latest single is a minute-long track for sale as an NFT on OpenSea. A compilation of all nine of these tracks, Levels, was just released on Bandcamp. The music for Level 1, Astro, is a combination of 26 separate files of instrument and vocal tracks. Well, 25 if we exclude one titled Classic Electric Piano Don't Use, underscore one, which we definitely got into. At the end of the episode, we'll play the finished song, which was composed deliberately alongside animation, and you can find those videos on Instagram. For this episode, I talked to Monk about composing the music for Level 1, and we'll hear the isolated tracks alongside his narrative. Songs Out Loud breaks it down, instrument by instrument, lyric by lyric, and beat by beat. just a matter of trying to have fun with guitar you know it's all about fun and where i'm at in my emotions so levels is really just a we're stuck in this multiverse you know and i'm trying to get out and all these different planets these different um dimensions that i'm going to all have different feels different vibes different emotions and that's just really what i'm trying to portray within one minute time my manager of 10 years was always like, man, you need, to, you need to make an official music video. To me, it was like I wanted something different. And, and in my mind, I'm like, the things that I'm seeing visually when I hear my music are not going to be able to be done by just walking around St. Louis, you know. Um, it had to be animated. And so it was just like, how do I go about that process? You know, animation's expensive, and I'm a do-it-yourself type of person a lot of the time, and, and animation is also very difficult and time-consuming to be able to learn well. Um, so it, through the years, it was just a cultivation of just trying to figure out exactly what I wanted. So you learned animation? You learned the, how to do it yourself, or what's up with that? I did not. Uh, that's something that I'm not going to let that one out of the bag just yet. Oh, interesting, yeah. Let's just say I got access to some a whole bunch of uh, creative outputs and my, my mind was just able to flourish on that and I'm still flourishing. It started off really starting off with the audio and then the audio influenced the video and now it's almost the other way around. Now the videos that I have 
uh, are influencing me for the next song that I'm writing, the next minute long song I'm writing. So I'll see a clip that I'm like, ooh, I really like that, you know, and find others that match the same kind of vibe and start putting them together before the song's ever created. And then I'll write the composition. When you think about it and being a musician today and marketing and everything like that, you know, streaming, you know, we're not, we're getting less than a penny. And, and so like streaming is out of the picture as far as trying to make money on, you know, and I realized that Instagram reels, how long are those? Minute long reels, right? TikTok, Facebook's got, I think 30 seconds or whatever. YouTube's got uh, 30 or a minute. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, sweet. That all correlates together. I can wrap that up into one sweet thing that I can spread throughout all these um, these platforms. And so that's where that basic idea came from, where it was just like, I'm just going to make minute-long music videos. And the thing that comes out is that, you know, they're perfect for NFTs too. So I'll be selling these as NFTs as well. I usually start writing with drums and bass first so this one i remember it being just trying to find a kind of like a slack beat you know vibe or what people call wonky sometimes you know um dent dent got got dent dent got dent dent got got dent dent That's what was in my head, and let me tell you now. You know, uh, I have I'm I'm not necessarily a newly founded bass player, but I get excited on little things still. Uh, when my when my actual bass player, shout out to Ben Biver, um, who's been my bass player for 20 years now. He he he'll hear something, and most of the time he's giving me he's giving me some some crap, you know. And he's like, "Oh, you could do better," you know. But he heard that one, and he's like, "Ooh, are those ghost notes?" And I was like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Ooh, I like it. I like it." Stringed instruments can play what's known as ghost notes, and they're kind of hard to play without sounding stiff or forced. Basically, you mute the string while you play it to get a percussive rather than melodic sound. They're often inserted right in front of actual notes. So I felt really good about that track because I was like, oh, he accepted me for once. Uh, <laughs> He's still a lot better than I am. <laughs> so, yeah, it's nothing too crazy, but it was just, it's, it adds to the feel of it so much, I feel like. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. It's weird because it was really the first thing that I heard when I was writing the drum part. Like, uh, it was just very simple. You know, a lot of, something that always plays in my head is a video where Thundercat uh, the bass player is talking about a, a lot of different bass riffs and they get to him talking about one of D'Angelo's bass players. I remember one time he took the bass from me and he showed me that there was nothing being played other than three notes. Boom. And I was just like, no way, because I was just like, how is that feel, how does it feel sitting like that? This is like the beginnings of me learning about feel and like, you know, the importance of how things sit in the song and stuff like that. It took me a long time to, you know, really wrap my mind around the part where this guy's only playing three notes, 
but this song grooves so hard. And so that's like, that's what kind of makes that vibe is the simplicity of it all. And what came next were uh, the guitars. So yeah, I mean, that was really just like a, you know, uh, a, a eight bar lick that's just looped. And uh, really just tightened up while I played it because I just love that, you know, I'm a big fan of D'Angelo. And that whole area of soul music, you know, and a lot of those guys from Spanky Alford and like I said, Isaiah Sharkey and, and so many more that, that came out and had that style where they were kind of um, modernizing a, a jazz guitar as that, that little dun, 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 dun. Just on a you know a minor pentatonic going down, but keeping it palm muted where notes don't need to be out, and then doing that little slide. Just you know. Kind of gives it that 8 bit uh, video game effect, and that's where I was going for that. But you know what's crazy is like it's just a clean guitar. I, there's literally nothing on that guitar whatsoever. It's just a Fender Stratocaster plugged into um, the Corey Wong uh, Neural DSP plugin, but it's completely clean. Not a not a darn thing on there. It's just a suitcase uh, electric piano. So. Um, Yeah, so it's out of Logic Pro. I was really just trying to find uh, the right tone that set within the beat the way I wanted it to. Um, but this one is named uh, <laughs> Classic Electric Piano Don't Use One. Yeah, yeah, that must be that must be something that I didn't that I still sent over for some reason or another. That means everything to this whole like inside look, and so now I'm gonna do an A B between these. And I can totally understand if you don't even want this part on, but I think it's fascinating. No, go for it, man. Okay, let's go back and forth. I'll play three clips. First, the keyboard track he used, followed by the one he didn't, and then again, the one he did. Yeah, it was just finding the right tone, and um, one of those one of those is Artura keys, and the other one is just a built-in Logic. And I actually went with the built-in Logic. It sat in the mix better, and that's just what it was.
For this track specifically, it's less about the vocals to me and more about the composition. Um, the vocals kind of are just, they're just there helping the thing move out and, and giving and giving more of a picture of what's going on, you know. Uh, that's why they're just really straightforward. As far as what the song, what the lyrics are about, you know, it's just uplifting. I didn't write anything down. It was just kind of what came out of my mind. There is a lot of layering in them, but that, once again, that goes back to my style and the styles that I love. You love, we love, oh. No surprise, just rise, love, yeah. You rise, we rise, oh. I saw it all along. Love, we love, oh. Go, go, focus. Uh, actually, the second part of that, where it's like, uh, you love, we love, oh, feel my soul, so no lies. That second line, those are not words. Those aren't words. I'm just, I'm, I'm forming something into this, and, and a lot of people do it too. If artists listen back to this recording right now, they're going to be probably laughing because we all do it, you know. Um, it, when we first get a rhythmic pattern idea, you know, sometimes all the words don't come out but it sounds better than when words do come out. So I kept it because I felt like it still worked and you really can't even tell. And going back to a lot of those 90s neo-soul songs, listen really closely and see that they're doing the exact same thing. So, um, yeah. So, so, I make stuff like this and I'm like, why am I not like being more of a guitar player in my compositions? <laughs> you know, like, why am I not out here doing, you know, Gary Clark Jr. stuff? Or, or Joe Pass or, or Isaiah Sharkey things. Because those are the people that I love and look up to in my playing. I study the people before me, uh, very big on transcribing, um, you know, John Coltrane and, and Miles Davis uh, and, and all types of different jazz um, into guitar. You know, I've done, I think one, I think I posted a video a few years ago of me transcribing Giant Steps um, guitar and, and different things like that. Here's that video of a guitar playthrough of John Coltrane's Giant Steps. He put it up on his Facebook page in August, 2019. My next, I think where I'm going to go with it next is diving back again into my, uh, my Sicilian and Latin roots and going a little bit more with uh, what they call manouche jazz or they call it gypsy jazz or Django Reinhardt. And this is his gypsy jazz practice video he posted on November of 2020. Um, and flamenco, going back into that and incorporating that more into soul music. Uh, it's a very great songwriter named Keller Williams. Putting together that, that flamenco 
uh, style with Keller's style, and through that, I kind of created my own thing. And yes, of course, I'm sacrificing a lot of my guitar uh, abilities by taking time to focus on other things and, and being a band leader and all these things. If I was just the, the monk, the guitar player, I mean, my goodness, I don't, you know, I, it would be a lot louder of a situation going on, but it would only be a guitar, you know, and that's not what's just going on in my head. So much more is going on in my head, so I have to fulfill that to be able to stay sane. And now let's hear the entire finished level one. There it is, just 60 seconds. Songs Out Loud is produced, engineered, and mixed by me, Aaron Dorf. But I got the idea to do this from my favorite songs deconstruction podcast, Song Exploder, at Radiotopia through PRX, hosted by Rishikesh Hirway. And you should definitely be subscribed there, too. The artists featured here would love your support if you like what you heard. You know, share, love, like, I, I would love all of that. Um, after that, you know, if you're an NFT uh, subscriber, then find me there. My name is Monk World. M-O-N-K-H-W-O-R-L-D. And I would love to have you back here next time when we do a track by Tree14. This has been a Songs Out Loud production. As NFTs, yes. No kidding. Nope, not kidding at all. Yeah, my buddies out in Portland, the band that I play with when I'm out in Portland, they actually are from St. Louis, but they all moved out there and we grew up together being in bands with each other. Um, they sold their first um, NFT, which is pretty much kind of the same thing as what I did, but it's just a still picture. Um, it's a really trippy and cool picture though. And they sold, uh, I think they made like 30 grand in their first 24 hours. 